0: This Bike Life podcast is brought to you by BikeFlights.com, your source for the best bicycle shipping service and bike shipping boxes. Whether you're shipping for a trip or after a sale, whatever your shipping needs, Bike Flights makes it easy. Take advantage of Bike Flights' convenient residential pickups and they'll come and get your shipment directly from your home or wherever you're staying. Visit BikeFlights.com forward slash warm showers for more information. Now on to the show. Today's guest is the founder of Fancy Women Bike Ride, a woman-only event that takes place around the world. These events are hosted locally by women, not companies or organizations, and it's all free. And women are riding truly for themselves. And I'm so excited to hear more about this global initiative and so many others that today's guest is working on. And so we welcome Pinar to the show. And one thing I really love that Pinar is doing is she's creating powerful ways for women to be seen in the industry. So welcome to the show, Pinar. Thank you. I I really love that you have this focus of creating more opportunity and visibility for women in the industry. Let's... Let's start by talking a little bit about you know what drives you to want to you know tackle this, uh, you know I'll say the diversity in the cycling industry.
1: Uh, it comes from my personal experience. Uh, I started uh, in my adult ages cycling in two thousand six, so with traveling by bicycle and using warm showers. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So I was cycling in South America. And uh, when uh, me and my husband came back home in Europe, uh, we started our own business. And uh, it was a magazine, online magazine on cycling, urban cycling and cycle tourism. And then uh, the company grew. grew uh, we had more people working with us. And uh, I was invited in very, very many, many events all around Europe. And the thing was that I was always the only woman or almost the only person, a female person in, in these communities, which was making me very shy uh, and not very uh, secure of myself, actually. So in the, recently, we have more women... Um, starting to work for the industry, cycling industry, for the producers or for the consultancy companies, for the magazines. We see more female journalists reporting about cycling events, for example. And uh, last year, uh, there was this idea from the Cycle, Cycle Industries Europe um, an organization, uh, they said, uh, why don't we make an initiative and give space for more people and uh, visibility that maybe other women would be encouraged to send their resumes and uh, uh, take a position in, in cycling industry.
0: Mm, I love that. <laughs> well, that's that's super amazing that you were able to take the situations that were you know, discomforting for you and create something that would help others. So, Pinar, let's tell our listeners where you're located now. I I forgot to mention that part at the beginning, and I think it's always helpful because you have a beautiful accent. Um, So, tell people where you're from and where you're located now. So, let's
1: start. Okay, I was born in Turkey, in Izmir, a very beautiful, tiny, not tiny, a very beautiful big town uh, on the west coast of Turkey. I was gone there and then I moved to Germany uh, for my university studies and lived 10 years in Germany. And from Germany, i moved to Italy where I'm based now in Milan, in northern
0: mm-hmm. part of Italy. Wow. Beautiful places in the world. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like listeners to know that we we embrace technology the way that it is to connect with people around the globe, which is, of course, what our platform does and what we do on this show. And so sometimes, you know, sometimes we have, you know, little audio issues and it's for us, we don't worry about that. And for those listening, we don't want you to worry about that either, because the fact that we can connect from Milan, Italy to Denver, Colorado, <laughs> and be having this amazing conversation, we just Roll with that so I just wanted to add that preface um okay so let's let's go back Pinar to you know tell me a little bit more about how that corporate piece rolled out for you the business side
1: mm-hmm uh, may I just add um, one more thing to the listeners who might be listening and working or would like to work in the cycling industry is there's a portal. This is an international initiative. So they can look on Google for Women in Cycling Initiative, and they will find a portal where they can submit their profiles uh, with, the, with, with a link uh, from LinkedIn, for example. So they do not need to fill in all the information information. Uh, it will be pulled in from their linkedin profile and when a conference organization organizer or an event organizer want to invite a person an expert but a female expert then they look in that portal so in this way we can show that there are a lot of women working in the industry and it's also a next a networking exchange platform, but maybe you might have um, questions about how is working in a bicycle company, for example. So women can can um, just uh, answer their questions. So just check out for
0: yes, that's very helpful. I will put the link to that in the show notes, so nobody has to remember it. They can just follow along how to get there. <laughs> yeah so let's let's talk a little bit more about so how how that um that corporate path rolled out for you and then we'll talk about how that initiative those initiatives continued to evolve
1: yes uh, so it's all started with this cycling tour uh, um so private one I was working in technology industry my husband as well and uh, our Our travels were like, um, there was not so many information on internet those days. So we're talking about 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we were back from our trips, uh, we were writing all the practical information about these these trips, like how we got there, how we packed our bicycles, where to mm, do wild camping or where to get food um, and information about the route, if it's just um, accessible for anyone. And we didn't write it only in one language, but in four different languages. So my husband is Italian. He was taking care of this blog in Italian. I was writing in German, English, and Turkish. So we just wanted to uh, share this information, share this practical knowledge, uh, just to help other people who were looking for this kind of information to get encouraged to uh, face those kind of trips so it got bigger because we were traveling a lot and uh, this website grew. and one day we started to ask other people to share their experiences on our website and so was born bikeitalia.it Uh, It is now the most read Italian newspaper on cycle tourism and urban cycling. Mm -hmm. It didn't stop with the cycling tourism issues, but we also started to talk about some practical guides, how to fix your bicycle when something happens to it, or um, how to train for longer distances, trips, uh, and cycling, cycling tours. We started to talk about business opportunities in bicycle sector, so it grow, 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 and then we had to uh, ask people to work with us. And when we, when you talk so much about these kind of things, then uh, you also receive some proposals from other companies or public institutions uh, for consultancy uh, works. So we started to receive these calls from from various companies. Hey, can you help us to become more bicycle friendly? Can you send someone here to uh, promote our new destination? Or, um, yeah, we're a company and uh, we want to do a project on sustainability. Can you just help us? So we started to grow our people in that direction. And uh, now the company's name is Bikeonomist. Uh, So it's bicycle and economy, which is from bike to business. We wanted to show that bicycle is not only a fun way to move around, but it is also a great tool for business.
0: That is amazing. What a journey you've been on to create such Uh, a transformational company, business, sharing model. Um, We will also link the website in the show notes. Um, And so, Pinar, tell me, like, how did... So knowing that you experienced these challenges along that path of being the only female often in the room and growing this platform, Mm -hmm. you know, what made you desire to take on the initiative of really improving women's visibility or or I shouldn't say what what we know what you know why you did that, but what was your next step? How did you get there?
1: What I have noticed is if we look at the things from only one perspective, uh then we might see only one solution for that um If you put more perspectives uh at the looking point let's say then there might be many more other solutions. So let's come back to your first question about the diversity. I think um, to be able to create things which would be better for everyone, we need more diverse people working in the industry, putting their input actually. So that's why I want more women um, in, in the sector that they bring their knowledge, their practice to this sector. I have just noticed today that a very... Male-oriented brand bicycle brand from Italy, very traditional one. They have been doing this for hundred years. Uh, that they have never had the target um, for females. Uh, so they always said, "Oh my god, uh, men ride bicycles,
0: and there are targets." Uh, so we do business for them. So you mean like you mean like on their marketing and promotion side, they're only uh, only appealing. Product
1: development and marketing. Mm. So only male cyclists. So they're super fit, super fat, fast. And uh, they're they. so they were always um, focusing on the performance. And I have seen today for the first time that they have launched a new bicycle. Uh, and there was a girl on it. So there mm. was a female cyclist on it. Mm. So even this super traditional bicycle brand has seen that that something has to change
0: and they have to talk to to this other half of the society. (laughs) Yeah, right. And and that's the the truth is it's the other half of the society. It's not like 10%. It's half. (laughs) half. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: the problem is, this is a very specific and very beautiful example, actually. That company doesn't have any female, any women working there. So, I mean, it was until last year that I know this company, I have been in their offices. Um, so th- it was really amazing to to see that there was not even female toilets. You know, if you have only men in a company, then uh, if you have a guest, a journalist in your house, and I, she asks, hey, can I use the bathroom? And they give you theirs, and it's it's, it's for men. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm. So were you able when you were on site in that particular instance to talk to them about finding and sourcing female?
1: It was, it was very difficult, um, but the things are changing. I mean, I'm so happy because there are other visionary bicycle brands and uh, companies. They have already this target that um, they're working on images with children, for example, um, body positive models, for example um colored people which i appreciate a lot i mean it seems like the only people white tall beautiful people i mean Mm -hmm. perfect people ride bicycles this is not true Mm -hmm. Uh, so this this is changing and this change is coming from also the new people working i mean new perspectives coming in these companies and changing the mindset i guess
0: and how do you feel about uh generationally like bringing in the younger generation to also bring a fresh fresh perspective because i find the next generation you know i'm i'm raising the next generation they have a completely different mindset on the fluidity of gender and their ideas are so different than i would say like my generation how we see gender or have have in the past as we're learning to see gender in a more fluid way like the next generation doesn't see it that way they bring such a like a blank slate to this idea of you know what is possible because of you know the genitals that you were born with so how do you feel about bringing more young people into the industry as well
1: i think this is a key factor for the success because i mean i'm 42 years old and i cannot um you know i sometimes think hey uh, how can i talk to younger people it's impossible for me it would never feel uh, correct if i even try it it would it would seem so stupid actually but When I see my nephew, for example, he's 22, every time I see him, I ask him, hey, tell me which kind of social media do you use? Where do you (laughs) talk and share actually? And what is the chat platform that you're following? And these kind of things. So instead of actually trying to get in their logic, I would really prefer to uh, take younger people, uh, get in the companies and help us communicate to their peers. I mean, how I manage to talk to my peers, so uh, 35 plus ladies working in the sector, they they understand me, they love me, we do projects together. So I prefer that we get other people talking to their peers in, the, in a very natural way. Because if I talk to a 20-year-old boy, it would never be natural. <laughs>
0: yeah and I, I think that what you 're speaking of too is also just ensuring that we are looking for diverse viewpoints, like you talked about you know a few moments ago that if we if we bring in different ways of, of observing the same thing from different perspectives right from different race, different background, different geographical location, different age if if we bring them in especially in this industry in this sector, if we bring them in and bring their collective voices around the table it's different. It creates a much wider possibility of what can be done in the sector.
1: Yes, yeah, it's different than automotive um, because bicycle is for everyone. It's accessible Mm -hmm. for everyone. Almost everyone knows how to ride, almost everyone knows how to ride a bicycle. So if we have that diversity, then we can really reach
0: every single person in, Mm -hmm. in our society. Today's episode is brought to you by BikeFlights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment, and you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact, and every BikeFlights shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009 and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. So let's talk about um, Fancy Women Bike. Like, let's talk about how this began. And and just for everybody listening, whenever you're listening to this show, we are recording this in the middle of October in 2021, and the event has already taken place in September. So look for this event in September of 2022, and you'll find all the links that we're going to talk about now. But hopefully we get lots more people involved in this initiative next year. Yes.
1: So... Okay. Uh, in uh, 2013, uh, when I was living in Izmir, my neighbor, Sema, uh, those days she had, she was 39 years old, she came up with this idea of, hey, let's do something that only women can participate in. Uh, She recently learned how to ride a bicycle at the age of 39. And at the age of 40, she was already fed up with this male-dominated cycling world. And she said, let's do something special and let's show that we can do it better and different. So came up the idea of the first fancy women bike ride in Izmir, Turkey. We were expecting something like... 10 women would come so our friends just not to let us alone to do this thing, this show. Um, we had four, 400 people showed up. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, we didn't even bother to take authorization and permission from the city hall because we thought, I mean, nobody would come anyway. Um, we invaded the road uh, with this 400 ladies um, with their fancy uh, clothes and uh, decorated bicycles the we had five rules for the ride uh, which allowed us to create something very particular it was um you should show up with your own bicycle or a rental bicycle because we would not provide you a bike on the spot the second was uh to be able to wave hand while you're cycling because people would look at us dressed up like that. So we should be smiling to the cameras. So these were very simple rules. People didn't understand immediately the reason. reason. But at the end of the day, um, we had 400 participants, but almost 50 journalists from the newspapers and TV. They didn't want to miss the Critical mass of the cycle chic. So, Cy- mm-hmm. cycle chic was born in Copenhagen. A critical mass in San Francisco, and there was this union in Turkey of the women doing this combination. We were everywhere that evening, that Sunday evening, on every TV channel. This women with these beautiful dresses on their bicycles invading the main boulevard in in our city. We got the first call that the day after. Uh, from the uh, other cities from Turkey, and the next year we were in ten cities, then twenty, then fifty. And when I moved from Izmir, from Turkey to Milan, Italy, I said, "Hey, I will try to do it here as well." And when Milan was in, then there was London, there was Paris, then then there was Copenhagen, Berlin, and. Uh, and on the third September, third Sunday of September this year, we had more than 150 cities in wow. 30 countries on the same day, almost at the same time, uh, wow. gathering up in their main squares or the in the um, in front of their municipalities or so a very known spot uh, in their city. Uh, riding together singing together and smiling together showing that another wave of cycling is possible so it is fun and uh, it's not only that sweaty thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's not about all about speed it can be also about something else so this is why we do that um next year we will have our 10th anniversary and i think we do this because we have encouraged so many women in this last nine years to pick up the bicycle from that forgotten place in their cellars and uh, starting to use the bicycle just right after this event. I think this, this is the main reason. There are other things that are happening right after the event, like uh, the municipalities consider us when they do the next decision about the cycling infrastructure in their city, or we get considered by some important conferences all around the world and inviting us to tell how we engage people and how we convince people to pick up their their bike and ride bicycles. So these things happen. But at the end, I think for me, it's important that one more person starts to use the bicycle because that person is the key person to convince another person mm-hmm.
0: that's absolutely beautiful Pinar absolutely beautiful and congratulations on creating such uh, impact across the globe is this is this is incredible and so tell listeners how like how do they get involved if their city is not included or hasn't they've never heard of it how do people get involved whether they want to join somebody else's or maybe host their own
1: yeah, so we have a website fancywomenbikeride.com. There is a simple map on our website, uh, which was inspired by the women's march, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on that on that map, we have all these pins. Um, if there is there's there is a, there's not a city in there ne- nearby to participate to the events next year. Then they can apply. It's very simple. Uh, they submit a form and say that hey, I would like to organize it in my city. Um, we, consider, we do not consider male application applications coming from men because we do not think we don't think that a man can organize a women's event. Uh, so yeah, this is
0: yeah, wonderful.
1: I know it's discrimination, I know, but this is something. Organized by women for women.
0: Uh, and we want to keep it like that way. Uh, it also feels like there is something to be said for going back to our roots as humans, where women used to circle up around the fire or, you know, do whatever they were going to do while the men did something else. It's It feels a little... Um, Ancestral, right? To bring women together just with women. It is something special. And I I participate in a lot of women's groups in different ways. And I think that it's still necessary. And it's the same for men. I mean, it's still the same for those that identify as men or women to have time in their group and. Um, I love the idea of women dressing up too. Like that must be such a sight for, as you're, you know, passing down the roads. That is, I mean, it
1: is exaggerated actually how we do that. But we need to show that if it's, I mean, Eve, I, I mean, Uh, our listeners when they will see the pictures on our website uh then they will understand this fancy thing because we always say don't buy new clothes but there must be a piece of dress which you have bought one day in the past uh, but you never had the courage to put on fancy women bike ride is the perfect day to try that out because nobody would point at you and say how are you dressed actually Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's the day because everyone will be looking in that way so or just come as you wish uh, as you feel, beautiful. Um, the thing with the uh, with the men is, uh, I'm not. I don't want to generalize anything. From my personal experience, when when we do things with men, uh, they tend to compete with each other. What yeah. I have seen in this last nine years with women is we try to complete each other. So the competition part is outside of the question and this helping each other. Maybe this is the solidarity with the sisterhood, but all is done by independent women with their own resources. Resources means time. So they're actually taking time from their family, from their children, uh, from their work. And investing in fancy women bike ride because you need two two months of preparations because it's a party so you mm-hmm. have to prepare for the par- party how it uh, ends how it starts and also the communication is done by uh, locally by these organizers and uh, so. Until now, beautiful. It
0: worked <laughs> beautiful, Pinar um, you know, thank you for everything that you're doing in this industry to ultimately get more women on bikes, increase their visibility and what's possible in this industry i I think it's incredible all the ways in which you're changing the world in and it's beautiful
1: we oui. I would always say we oui. i oui. forgot to say i'm I'm not alone in this. I have yeah. not done this. I mean, I could organize one event in my city, but we 150 women in 150 cities made us grow so big and so impactful so we
0: We are still together. I love it. I love it so much. Well, thank you so much, Pinar, for your insight, your work, and for everybody listening. We are gonna include all these links. You don't need to remember all of them. We're gonna put all of them in the show notes for you. And Pinar, are there any social media handles that you would like to give people to follow you, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, wherever you choose?
1: So my personal work is so um, my title, my official title is Cycling Brainwasher. So I'm on Instagram with my daily posts about what I do, how I do, and it's Pinar, uh, Pinar Pinsuti. Uh, if you follow me, you might get infected and uh, be a cyclist
0: as well. <laughs> Love it.
1: For the Fancy Women Bike Ride, we are on Instagram and Facebook. And we have these beautiful pictures uh,
0: from all around the world to convince you to participate next year to our event. Yes, I invite everybody to check it out and be inspired. Yeah, All right, maybe thank then you, Pinar. Next year. <laughs> yes, maybe I know we did talk about that. Maybe maybe Denver next year. Yes, um, yes. Thank you, Pinar. We appreciate having you on the show. And for those of you that are listening, thank you so much for tuning in today. And if you like the show, please share it. Feel free to put it on your social media or share it with somebody that you think might benefit from it. Because that always helps us expand the industry and expand our own horizons. Thank you for listening listening and we will be back. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Wherever you are listening, please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. This episode of Bike Life Podcast was brought to you by BikeFlights.com, your source for the best bicycle shipping service and bike shipping boxes. Check out their boxes from the small to the large, which is suited for any type of bicycle, whether it's a children's bike, medium-sized bike, fully assembled bike, e-bike, and any other type of gear that you have. Go to BikeFlights.com forward slash warm showers in order to check out the boxes and book your next shipment. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warm showers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcastwarmshowers.org. At